Today, we're going to deal with a true story about how a phone scam operates. It happened to me in May of 2021. I was sitting at home working away on something, and the landline phone rings. It's a local call, same area code as mine. A lot of times, I don't pick it up, but I had a break, and so I did. Well, the call came in. Um, and hello, said the person in a, an accent that was a lot like a very good friend of mine in Mumbai, India. Uh, and uh, the person said, this is Spectrum calling. Spectrum uh, provides our cable uh, TV service where I live. I could hear in the background clatter of a lot of talking going on. This is what you hear with, with securities boiler rooms or call centers sometimes. And oh, said the person, uh, are you, I hope you're doing well today, are you? So I said, yes. Well, rather than hang up, that's what I said. I said, yes. Wonderful, so happy to hear that, said the voice, which explained that uh, it was from James Michael. James Michael is my name, he said. And he said, and, and write down, would you, the phone number in case you need to call me back. Uh, about uh, what we're going to talk about because there's a wonderful gift uh, that Spectrum wanted to give me. And he gave me the number 347-593-8761. Uh, later, by the way, after the phone call, I checked. Uh, it was a non-working number at a local bank. Anyway, James Michael, uh, that's who he said he was, said that Spectrum was very sorry for the terrible service problems that it had caused in my area and was responsible for TV service going in and out. He was also very sorry to report that this was going to continue. In fact, James Michael said in a few hours, uh, our entire television service was going to go out for a very long time. So, to avoid this, Spectrum was now going to install, uh, with my permission, a new software that would prevent any problem with uh, TV reception ever in the future. Oh, that was great news, uh, I said. And not only that, said James Michael, but Spectrum was going to issue us a $30 a month credit on our future bills for two years. That came to almost $700 that Spectrum was going to compensate us for all the terrible problems it had caused. I said, well, go ahead and apply the credit. Thank you. Uh, but James said, well, there would be a one-time charge to install software that was needed to enter this golden age of television reception. Uh, it would only be $199. And if we kept the software for six months, the $199 would then be refunded. So it would actually cost nothing. Uh, James Michael asked if my TV was on. I said, no, I could go over and turn it on. And I, I went and did that. It was doing just fine, by the way. <clears throat> and he said, well, okay, now, now, now please turn off your TV because that was required so that Spectrum could install the software. Okay, it's off now, I said. And James said, okay, it's beginning to be installed now. He asked me to go on hold for uh, five seconds, came back, said he'd confirmed that with the engineers. And, and this would only take eight to 10 minutes uh, to install this sophisticated software. 
And during that time, he, he uh, then said, oh, by the way, write down my uh, employee ID number. He gave me that to build the relationship we were having. And then he said, uh, how did I want to pay for this charge for the software? Which credit card did I want to use uh, for this uh, refundable uh, one-time fee? And I said, well, just charge it through the same system Spectrum's been using and uh, we've been using for many months. He congratulated me on being a longtime customer of Spectrum. Uh, but when I said, well, just charge it the same way, that, that, that caused him pause, may have confused him, I'm not sure. But he kept a very friendly tone and said, uh, uh, well, write down the name of the software that we're installing. Uh, which would get paid through this one-time charge. Uh, he asked me to get a pen. Did I, he asked me, did, do I have a pen and pencil ready? Let him know when I have one ready. And I said, okay. And I walked over and got a scrap of paper and a pen. I said, okay, go ahead. I have it. And he said, oh, well, where are our last blank? Uh, and I said, what, what was that? Could you please repeat it? And he spelled it, W-I-R-E-L-E-S-S. L-I-N-K. Oh, wireless link. I see. Okay. So I wrote that down on my scrap of paper. And then he returned asking what card I wanted to use uh, for payment. And I, I said, well, just use what you have in the system. Uh, you, you have that. Uh, Spectrum has that. And that really stymied him this time. He tried twice. He said, well, I, I will now transfer you to my supervisor who would help me. Well, it was only about 10 seconds later and someone saying, hello, I am supervisor Ralph Smith here to help me also in a kind of Western uh, Maharashtra state Indian accent. He, he, he said all he needed was the credit card I wanted to use to pay the temporary one-time fee. So I said to, to a Ralph Smith or someone pretending to be Ralph Smith, that Spectrum has my personal information, so just go ahead and use it and, and charge it to what's on file. Uh, oh no, said uh, Ralph Smith, or at least the supposed voice of Ralph Smith. That's a, that's a charge, you see, instead of a fee, or did he say a fee instead of a charge? So that, that separately has to be paid by credit card. So I said, well, how do I know this is really Spectrum calling? Uh, goodness. And he said, oh, uh, said Ralph Smith, uh, we're approved by the Better Business Bureau. Well, that was all the time I had, so I disconnected. Uh, I then promptly called Spectrum to report the uh, scamming incident, which was not news to Spectrum, but to the very, very professional agent who fielded my inquiry when I called Spectrum, for real. Now, this kind of phone scam is plaguing the world. Uh, United States, Europe, other parts of the world. And it's going to continue to succeed in stealing millions and one estimates billions of dollars from countless Americans. Uh, it tends to be targeted particularly at older people who in this case love their television, especially during pandemic times. So what are the lessons and conclusions from this true story I've shared with you? Well, first, this one wasn't a bad scam as they go. This was pretty sophisticated. First, it began from a local phone number, followed by an apology from a service company, someone who knew I actually was a Spectrum customer. Uh, not a real uh, 
spectrum person, of course, but someone who made the listener uh, think, oh, well, you know, there have been problems from time to time with uh, phone service. Finally, I've got a company that cares about me. Well, that, that would entice, entice some people to listen on. And then the trust me line. Here's my phone number. If you need to call me back, please write it down. Here's my employee ID number. Uh, you see what's happening here, building a relationship. Uh, I'm transparent. I'm honest. I'm accountable. And then the explanation not to sell me something, but to tell me I was going to get a credit for two years, $30 a month. Well, that's very nice. Uh, who wouldn't think uh, say yes to that? Uh, and then instead of asking for my personal information or any funds, uh, he made it urgent, you see. Uh, urgency, this is the engender panic part of any scammer's script. Whether it's somebody phishing, PH phishing uh, by email or somebody phishing, uh, scamming by telephone. And then he pretended to follow through, you see. Uh, which turned out, I thought, to be the stupidest part of the scam here. Uh, why would some turning on and then turning off your TV mean in a turned off stage, the phone could receive a software update? That's rather peculiar, isn't it? Well, I suppose Spectrum has your box, but he didn't ask about my box and whether that was on or not, just my TV, rather strange, uh, quite stupid, actually. But how many, how many people over 65 would spot that? You know, it sounds like he's building a relationship that something really is happening. Goodness, I turned off my TV, so now the software is being downloaded. Sounds, sounds interesting. And then only then did the request for credit card information pop up. Now, if you think something you just agreed to stick on your system is happening, you might be very tempted to pay for it. And you know you're going to get a credit, at least you think that. Of course, you won't. And instead of arguing with me when I resisted, uh, he, he didn't disconnect. Uh, he moved it to a friendly supervisor, somebody probably with some uh, better psychological insect, uh, insight perhaps than, uh, than he, uh, who tried to convince me that uh, he, this time a Ralph Smith rather than a James Michael, uh, uh, could assure me that this is uh, Spectrum because after all, the Better Business Bureau approved Spectrum. Well, that was about as stupid an explanation as one can imagine, but uh, maybe some people will fall for that. So you can see all the tricks and the traps in this phone scam. Now we all know the best defense is just not to answer your phone anymore, but then it, one might become rather lonely when old friends try to call or acquaintances uh, call for a good reason, and you may not know their, their phone number. Now, if you get a call like this and, and listen to it, don't ever give your personal information out. That's an easy piece of advice. But here's some suggestions. Write down the details. Share them with the fraud outline, uh, hotline of the company being impersonated. Notify the FBI. Notify the Federal Trade Commission uh, about the scam. You see, this builds a file in the system of those who regulate and deal with these problems, starting with the company that's being impersonated wrongly, and then uh, continuing with the building of files and data uh, by our Federal Bureau of Investigation. Uh, which can contact foreign authorities, and the Federal Trade Commission, which is pretty much today the federal uh, privacy regulator for the United States. 
And even though it's unlikely that law enforcement will be able to shut down the criminal syndicates and others active in the fundraising activity, by giving the phone number used uh, to them, they can work with phone providers to try to shut down the companies who acquire these temporary local phone numbers and so call us uh, to, to steal our money. And it'll build awareness over time that our privacy is attacked, is at stake through such intrusions. After all, one definition of privacy is the right to be left alone, and we're not being left alone by phone calls like this. Uh, so this is a way of building not just public awareness, but the various defense mechanisms we have as a country and as people to try to limit uh, this scamming of people. We can't prevent it, but we can certainly limit it. Finally, you might call your phone uh, service provider. Uh, each one has a certain level of uh, steps you can take with them to block calls uh, in various ways. Uh, your smartphones operate that way. Your landline operators all have certain levels of privacy protection that you can build into your, your phone uh, reception. So think about that. There are steps you can take like this to protect your personal privacy. Well, as always, in May of 2021, I'll remind us all, protecting your personal privacy begins with you. Best wishes.